0: This is the Action Network podcast.
1: You can hear the chatter from the crowd. We have a big chance—a big chance
0: to make a run for some big bucks.
1: Three-pointer! Bang! Oh, what a man! Welcome to the Action Network podcast. Glad to have you with us. My name is Matt Moore. I am the senior NBA writer for the Action. Now we're joined by my colleague, professional better Raheem Palmer, to talk a little. I want to let you know right off the top, if you're out in Vegas next week, Action Network is hosting a pre-NFL draft happy hour at Circus Stadium Swim in downtown Las Vegas next Wednesday, April 27th. We've got an open bar, surprise guests, and betting tips from some of your favorite Action pros. The event's 21 and up, and it's totally free, but does require an RSVP. So if you're in Vegas next week, just check out the link in the episode description to RSVP. Raheem and I are going to run down some NBA futures with you. We're not going to get into specific game coverage on this podcast. If you want to hear more about that, check out Buckets. It's our daily NBA podcast. You can find it wherever you get podcasts, and we break down the lines absolutely daily for all these playoff games. We give you angles on series as they evolve. Check them all out. We want to get you a big picture look at how to bet the NBA playoffs. Raheem, you've been betting the NBA for years. I want to start right here. What is your like general strategy when it comes to NBA playoffs? Because I'll tell you like from from watching you and you know following your work and tracking your bets in the app, I can tell you like how I kind of see it, which is in the playoffs, like I'm always looking for the big picture, right? Like I want to know like who's gonna come out of this seven game series? who's gonna match up with who? Like what does this look like? And if they get past them? What's the other matchup? and what's the best value I can get on finals, matchups and whatnot? You, on the other hand, I've noticed, you will see specific game opportunities and you'll hit them big. What's your like basic approach to betting the NBA playoffs?
0: I mean, I think you mentioned part of it is just finding those big edges to where I'm just hammering it. But I have like a series of rules that I kind of follow, not necessarily rules, but I guess just different angles. So I say, the first one is you naturally want to bet openers because you can get the early numbers. I also look for, like I played the zigzag theory a ton and that's one that you'll see tonight. So, and I, I don't necessarily play the zigzag theory the way I did in the past. I don't do it with every game, but if you look at top three seeds coming off a game one loss, that's 28 and 16, that's hitting 64%. So in the first round of the playoffs right now, you have the Memphis Grizzlies. They lost game one. So that's a good spot to take them. Another one is I like to look at mid-series adjusted prices because I think that's where you can get your best value on something that might not have been there pre-game. So it's like the Dallas Mavericks. Luka is coming back. Obviously, I think you took, you took the Dallas Mavericks after game one because they're at home. You know, you're anticipating Luka's coming back. You can get a better number. If you like the Brooklyn Nets, you can get them now at a better number than what you would have got. So that's another angle. Another angle that I really like to play is I like to fade teams coming off of game seven. Like that is one of my favorite angles. And because I discovered this a couple of years ago when the Golden State Warriors played the Cleveland Cavaliers, I always said to myself, if the Golden State Warriors had played any other team other than Oklahoma City Thunder, I think they win those finals. You look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat up on the Toronto Raptors. I know it went six games, but it was an easy series. So I went and I looked back and I found all the teams that played a game seven and how they do in the following series. Teams that win game seven are 32 and 49. That's 39% straight up in game one of the following series. So, Matt, I know we always talk about that Bucks and Raptors series the Raptors were coming off a grueling game seven and you saw they were leading most of that game. They ran out of gas in that game and they end up losing. You even go even deeper teams that went because game one, if you go up game one, that's a big part of the series. So you lose game teams that lose game one tend to lose the series more often. So I looked even deeper teams that win game seven are just 34 and 46. That's 41% straight up in the following series altogether. Wow. So that's a big, yeah. Like, so Winning a game set, so you look in this year's playoffs, the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics, if they go face a Bucks team, which just sweeps the Bulls or wins in five, they're at a severe disadvantage. So I like to look at that. Another one is the home teams down 2 in the first half. That's 32 and 10, that's 76%. Another one is just playing unders. Unders are like, I mean, you look at right now in the NBA playoffs, unders are absolutely dominating. And you look at all time, the last 7 seasons unders are 269 and 228 that's 54% but that means more, unders are going to hit more often than not and then when you go even deeper game 7 unders are 33 and 21 that's 61% yeah. so those are some of the angles i like to play
1: so i want to go back to zigzag because you talked about this a little bit but you i like i'm a little confused on it so you've mentioned that zigzag doesn't mean what it used to it is that do you think a reflection of variance? Do you think it's the way that the game is played with three point shooting? Do you think it's the market getting ahead of these moves and anticipating? Cause like we haven't necessarily seen like a lot of that in what we've seen in these games. Like we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night, right? Before yeah. you mentioned Minnesota, Memphis yeah. and you know, maybe Memphis comes out and wins that game. And it's exact, maybe the wolves win that game. And it's not, it's not a case. It won't necessarily prove or disprove the, the angle but why do you think that the zigzags theory isn't as much of an auto play as it used to be?
0: I think there's a, a greater disparity in the top teams and the lower tier teams. Like, do I really want to be on the Atlanta Hawks? to like? I mean, I guess you're going to hear this podcast later, but I don't necessarily want to be on the Atlanta Hawks against the Heat after what I saw in that first game. I, I think there's a, a greater disparity in Well, let's teams. talk about
1: tomorrow because like you, you like the Celtics tomorrow, right? Yeah, I do like the Celtics. Tomorrow. Like, so the, when this comes out, you, you you like the Celtics. I'm on the nets in this one. Like, mm-hmm. I am
0: going zigzag, but I'm not necessarily going it for zigzag reasons. But I also, I also think home I, – I, I actually think home court advantage in the playoffs is just so much higher as well. What – do you have a number? I, and last year's postseason, I have it at 5.96. That's a high number.
1: You know I wonder? Some of that, though, is, like, the first playoffs after the pandemic. Like, I wonder if, like, there's, like, yeah. a period there, too like the pandemic stuff messes with, I think, a lot of it. Let's go through some series and touch on a couple of different ways to kind of bet these series. So, look, you're on Boston tomorrow, which means they're going to be up 2-0. You liked them before the series. I was on Brooklyn. You and and our colleague Brandon, I thought, leaned a little bit more towards Celtics. Do you have a series bet on that Celtics?
0: Yeah, I took the the minus 130. And, I mean, I wasn't fortunate enough to get the – the plus one fifteen a Caesar's had, but I yeah, wish so I did
1: to explain that the the Celtics actually opened as a dog at Caesar's and immediately got just hammered. Like everyone, like everyone bet Celtics that first night, and that's why the line moved there. Um, lo, let's kind of project out a little bit. If the Nets win Game Two, okay, it's one one. Took a buzzer mm-hmm. beater, right? Yeah. Do you? In that situation, are you in a spot where you're like, I guess I, here's a question. At what point do you only hedge if you're like, I'm buying out of this position because I like what's the threshold for price that you'll take a that you'll take a buyout basically to try and wash it?
0: Um, pretty much close to even money. I, I think if the Celtics lose, this will probably go back to a, around original price. And I mean, I could buy out there, but I, I'm just I'm confident in the Celtics.
1: Okay, so if they if they lose tomorrow, you're still you still like Boston. Yeah, I still like Boston.
0: Like I would have to I would have to see something dramatic um in order for me to like buy out. Like I think the one time I saw something dramatic was in the finals last year. I was on the Suns to start the finals. And then when I saw the way the, the Suns lost game four, I said, Oh, the Bucks are gonna win the next two games. It's stuff like that.
1: If you like Boston in the series, you're gonna get approximately like the same number pretty roughly just adjusted for home court. Like we think probably what Boston might or Brooklyn, maybe minus two at home. Does that sound about right? You think it's going to yeah. be more three?
0: Yeah. I, I probably see like around two or three, something two like or three.
1: Do you just bet Boston game by game then? Like if you're, if you're just like, I like Boston in this series, I think they're going to win it. Do you just bet Boston game, especially in, because here's what I mean. My thought is to me, whoever is getting points, I think I'm going to probably bet their money line like I took Boston I took the, the the net spread for game two but when this goes back to Brooklyn I'm probably gonna be betting Celtics money line because I just think that you're getting an edge with mm. I think this should be a coin flip I think this should be 1 minus 110 either way I just think this should be exactly dead even I think it should be a pick them on the spread I think it mm. should be minus 110 regardless of home court or not like it's not that I disregard home court it's that that's within the margin for me if this was like five on the road, it's different for me than if, if we're in a, a, basically a one possession game. That to me means that like, I like if I think that the two teams are even, I'll take the variance on winning the game or not. Do you get a spot though? I'll ask you this. Have you take, have you ever in your, in your career, have you bet a team just been like, I'm just going to bet them game by game. Like I'm just, I think they're going to win. I'd like them to win the majority of these matchups. So I'm going to bet them
0: game by game. I've done it. I've definitely done it. Like I've, I'm, A lot of times, see, the thing is for me, it's like when I really like a team, I'm trying to get us down as much money as possible. So I'm taking them series. I'm taking them spread. I'm taking a money line. I'm just like, I've run out of money before (laughs) I can get down any, like as much as there's not enough money in the world to get down what I want to get down. Now I'm treading lightly with this one just because the KD and Kyrie factor is very scary. And I think that's where you're kind of accurate when you say maybe you should just be taking the dog in this in every game because they can make everything a coin flip. But, but to me, the problem with that is when I look at the Nets, they aren't good in clutch situations because they can't get any stops. Like they were up 107, 102, and they couldn't get stops, they were up 114, 111 and they could not get any stops. So to me, if you're in a coin flip situation, that favors Boston to me. Like we saw a Thursday night game against the Bucks, where Chris Middleton got ejected. They were up 10 with two minutes to go and they lost. So it's just like, I don't trust this Nets team. To me, it's like the Nets either have to blow you out for me to feel safe with them winning.
1: Now, on the sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there i use it for mine it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can win on sleeper by playing their new over under game It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleeper is that the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use or details. Okay, back to the show let's we'll talk about sixers Raptors okay. because you we kind of you started when we get into our series our series previews over at, at buckets you kind yeah. of started off like a little bit leaning Raptors and this is when we're at, where I pulled you over the other way and now it's sixers to mm-hmm. oh you've increased I think your position on them I have sixers like I have sixers minus two and a half I have sixers minus one and a half I have sixers to win the series mm-hmm. like I bet the sixers every which way. Um, I bet Raptors spread Sixers' money line uh, on game two and lost Mm -hmm. the Raptors' spread. Uh, I feel okay about it. Um, I think this spot is an interesting one just in terms of it seems very downhill right now, right? In terms of, like, we're at the spot. It's 2-0. The Raptors haven't hung. Barnes is out. GTJ is sick. Mm -hmm. Taddeus Young's banged up. Fred Van Vliet's got a knee. All, it seems very downhill here. I still bet Raptors' money line in game three at a plus number. I do not see the Raptors going out like that. Like, I don't see them going out in a sweep. So I will go ahead and bet the Raptors. Like, I bet the Raptors in that game. My question for you is, like, a more broad question here is, at what point do you think – like, what is the – to you is the determining factor between trusting in a sweep versus, like, a gentleman's? Like, what's that gap there for trying to figure out, okay, I think they can win one game but not more. I think they can win two. Like, how do you go about trying to factor all that in?
0: Um, I think I have to see signs of life. Um, and right now, I'm not – I mean, look, we saw it in the first quarter. But, like, I need I – need, like, to me, I would trust the Bulls to get a gentleman's sweep over the Raptors or the nuggets like to me it's like the second half of these raptors games aren't even competitive and i i think that's what i need to see i need to see some level level of competitiveness and i'm not seeing that with the raptors and i, I mean of course a lot of this is dependent on how the game is officiated because you got joel and B basically shooting 14 free throws in the first quarter of game two and it just gets this team out of rhythm but i don't know how much that changes when you have Joel Embiid and James Harden who just get to the line at will. So this is a Raptors team that really can't score in a half court. That's been an issue the whole year. I, I think the Sixers take care of business. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just think this is – like, here's the thing. We've spoken at length about the Sixers bench, but that offensive unit, that five-minute unit, is outscoring teams by 20 points per one the possession. It's the second-best net rating in the league. And I just don't think the, the Raptors can match that.
1: Let's see. The – Sixers are, as you imagine, pretty heavy favorites now to win the series outright. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say, well, yes, here's the question. Like, do you think that it's going to be, like, do you think it's going to be a sweep? Yeah, I think it's a sweep.
0: And actually, this is, I'm going to be honest with you, game three is actually my favorite game of the series. Okay. Because if you can get, and this is, this is an angle, like you have some people who look at it like this. I'm looking to back that team in game three and get them at at some value at home, but I I kind of look at it like this: if you can find a superior team facing an inferior team, and the market loves that inferior team, you have a huge edge. Yeah, like you got the Sixers laying two tomorrow, or like you look back at Bucks versus Heat game three. Yeah. The Bucs weren't laying anything. And then they like, I mean, it's a 30-point game at by the half. Yeah. So it's like I like to play the I play those spots. Like honestly, this is game three, and you can't do it with every game. You got to figure out which team is like really vastly superior to the other. But if you can find that edge, you can get a cheap price on it.
1: Sixers four to one is plus one seventy. Sixers four oh is plus two hundred. So I like, you know, here here's a question is do you ever bet these like multi-ways? because like I do this a lot just because I'm never certain. I'm not as certain as you are. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always racked with indecision. I'm a Gemini mm-hmm. right so, <laughs> um, Like if you bet, if you, if I put a unit on four one, right. That covers yeah. me in the event that it's that they get a game yeah. and then I make a little bit more full unit advantage on four. <laughs> 0 if I just, I'm just like, I do not think the Raptors are going to win two games. Is there value in hedging yourself that way? Like how much do you hedge before you're in a, you're in
0: a a hedge position? I mean, I rarely ever hedge. Like I probably should be hedging more, but I rarely ever hedge. Like, I mean, like I'm, I'm the type of person I'll add more. (laughs) Like I'll Um, add more. Like, I mean, for me, it's just, I, I like, I like game three, like game three to me is I'm trying to hammer that because if the Sixers win game three, they're going to be laying seven, eight points for game four. And then I can't even get involved at that point. That's probably the way to hedge. Whereas just like, if you bet the suite, you can come back on them in game four. You can come back on the other team in game four at an increased number.
1: I'm not interested in, in Hawks heat yet. I'm not interested yeah. in Bucks bulls much yet. We'll see how those series progress. Let me ask you, what's your favorite Eastern conference bet?
0: My favorite Eastern conference bet. Is it a series? Uh, you,
1: uh, you got future anything for me.
0: Right now, um, I'm going to say take the Sixers win um, the East. Okay. All right. Let's talk about that for a second. So let's assume the Heat get past the Hawks,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, and let's assume the Sixers get past the Raptors and throw up 2-0 and have dominated them and, and Barnes is out. That's pretty reasonable. It could change yeah. what, mm-hmm. while we watch sports, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, You and I have been on the same – we're on the same thought process for the Eastern Conference. We're just at a crossroads where both of us think that – there's the value is the market is badly adjusted towards the teams that are in that other bracket, right? Yeah. So if mm-hmm. at DK, we got bucks plus two ten. Now I got lots of, of props on the bucks at longer numbers, so I'm fine there. Uh mm-hmm. Celtics plus three hundred. and then it shifts. there's a there's an <laughs> you know it's it's ninety between bucks and Celtics. and then it's eighty between Celtics and heat to plus three eighty. and then sixers are just, uh, there are about 90, what is that? 95 behind, 95 cents behind the Heat at plus 4.75. So you get the best value, like you're getting the best number on the Sixers. Yeah. I think that Heat-Sixers matchup in the second round is really fascinating. And whenever I've thought about it and whenever I've worked it through in my head and looked at the numbers and how it goes... I lean heat because I look at the heat as all of the stuff that we felt about the rap that people thought about the Raptors. I think the heat actually are the heat have actual, like they have championship level toughness. They have a great coach that can disrupt Joel Embiid. They have Bam on a who's seven and three in his career straight up versus Joel Embiid and Joel doesn't shoot well in those matchups. It's not just because of Bam. But Bam does a heck of a job on him. They got Dwayne Dedman to use fouls on him. They got Tyler Hero. They've got Duncan Rock. Like They have the a balance of offense and defense where you and I kind of agree, like, yeah, but that heat offense makes me nervous. But I worry about that Sixers defense. I think the Sixers defense looks good because the Raptors have no one that can create on the perimeter. So I really like that second round matchup. Like, I'm with you. In that, I think there's better value on the other side of the bracket, but I wind yeah. up with Heat plus 380 or better if you can find it in the market relative to Sixers plus 475. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you like the Sixers plus 475?
0: I-, I just think that starting lineup is just too good. I mean, right now, like I said before, they're outscoring teams by 20 points per one possession. Like, and I know this team doesn't have a bench, but I think Harden can carry that second unit against this Heat bench. I, I really do. And in the way Maxie is playing right now, I just think I'd rather take the better offense than the better defense. Yeah, I'm I mean, yeah. at least in this on this, this scenario. I mean, obviously the Nets are in a similar position, but the Sixers' defense isn't nearly as bad as the Nets' defense.
1: And look, you can get better numbers. Sixers are five to one over Fanduel. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get you get a better number, and I do think it's close enough to where I think there's value there. But I do think if you're looking at the at the conference, you got to look, I think, more towards. That yeah. side of the bracket, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, look. I think if you ask me who's going to win the East, I'm going to say the Bucks. I have the most. I have the most faith in the Bucks. If you mm-hmm. ask me where the value is, it's on the Heat or the or the Sixers. Whoever you think is going to win that matchup, that's mm-hmm. where I think your money needs to go if you're betting the Eastern Conference.
0: Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Celtics are the best team in the conference. Okay, like, I but agree. I just can't. I can't. I can't bet them just because they're they have the toughest road. Like this is probably the toughest road we've seen since. Dirk had to go through Kobe, Kobe yeah. Durant under and, yeah.
1: Kobe and then, Durant, LeBron. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm not there on Boston. We'll see it. We'll see how, how, how net Celtics works out. That's going to be a fun one to watch. It should be a long mm-hmm. series. I will say like, there's part of me that's kind of gone the other way and been like, maybe that game was like the like game one was a flip game. And maybe I should be on like Celtics in five, like Celtics minus two and a half at a big plus number. Like maybe mm-hmm. I should go that way. I I've gone over the tape twice and I can't get there. We'll see how I feel after game two. Now a word for our friends at HIMSS. When it comes to sports betting, there's no shortage of problems to talk about, but there's definitely one problem guys never want to discuss erectile dysfunction. ED impacts about 30 million American men. 30 million! And still, most guys would rather make bullshit excuses or just ignore the issue instead of turning to experts for a solution. You listen to this show because you're looking for some good advice. Well, here's some. Check out HIMSS and discover a pill worth celebrating, because thanks to science, ED can be optional. Their website, forhims.com is a great resource for hair loss, skincare, and ED solutions for men. They connect you with licensed medical providers who can provide FDA-approved ED treatments entirely online. These are the same medications you get from your doctor but with no appointments, no face-to-face visits and no copays. You just answer a few questions and products are shipped directly to you. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to fourhimscom slash Action Network. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Action Network. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and safety information. And remember, that's fourhimscom slash Action Network. Let's get back to the show. Uh, yeah. Western Conference. We'll go a little mm-hmm. bit quicker because I think you and I both agree like how this is going to go.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: look, if the Grizzlies get back on track versus the Wolves, that's a problem for the Warriors. I do think this this version of the Warriors is so dangerous it yeah. may change the equation of that matchup. I like Memphis versus Golden State. Now I bet Minnesota to win the series, so I obviously think that the, the Grizzlies aren't getting there. Mm-hmm. But if the Grizzly, if I'm wrong and the Grizzlies do beat the Wolves that matchup actually is really good for Memphis because the Warriors want to play in chaos. The Grizzlies play in chaos. The Warriors will hit a bunch of threes. The Grizzlies will turn them over a bunch. The Grizzlies don't turn the ball over much. Unlike the nuggets. Yeah. Like that's a really fascinating matchup. And so like a lot of this is I need the wolves to win because I have warriors futures. Yeah. So I'm worried if the Grizzlies win, that I'm going to have to, like, if the Grizzlies win this series, I'm going to have to shift to, like, I bet the Suns early in the season and built a position on them. I'm going to have to add to that a lot because I am worried about the Warriors, even as hot as they've been, even as dominant as they've been. Like I'll be on Grizzlies plus one and a half, two and a half, whatever the, it's probably going to be one and a half. It's going to annoy me. Cause I'm going to be like, they just struggled with Minnesota, but the, but the book's going to be like not falling for it. This is the two yeah. seed they got home court. You're not getting a good number on on Memphis. Um, I I just kind of look at this and go, again, kind of like with the other one, where whoever you think has the best value out Mm. of Suns and Warriors, like whoever you think is going to win that matchup, you should be betting them now because you're going to get a longer number than you will in the conference finals. Nothing stopping Phoenix until they get there. Now, Mm. this might be a spot where we go back to your seven game thing, right? Like if Grizz Warriors go seven, Mm. I'm going to be like, oh, God. Oh God. Uh, And I'm going to have to bet the suns at a a number that's going to be painful to me,
0: but that's kind of like how I cap the West. How do you see it? Look, I'm, we're on the same page. And I I have to eat my words on the Warriors because I think the Warriors are just, they look like a juggernaut right now. And we had the death lineup. We had the Hampton five, and now we have this new lineup with three guards, Paul, clay, Curry, Wiggins, and, and Draymond. And it's just, look, I mean, I know it's just the nuggets, but they've outscored the Nuggets like 42 to 14 in the, in the 10 minutes in the series, like up into that first half. So it's just, I think there's value on the Warriors futures right now, but I mean, I think you make a great point on the Grizzlies right now. I mean, the Grizzlies, they can turn this team over. They're deep. They have the athleticism that the Nuggets don't have to deal with that three guard lineup. So I think that's very scary. Like that's a scary series. And I think the Warriors would ultimately pull it out, but it's not a, series i i I feel comfortable with so i guess what's gonna be interesting and i don't don't
1: have a number in mind but Mm -hmm. the books are gonna have to put the warriors as a heavy enough favorite that they're not gonna take an ungodly amount of money on them it's gonna be so imbalanced so they have to make them pretty heavy because everybody there's the warriors are such a public team like the warriors are a public team that's the most fun team to watch and they're like back and everyone's talking about the warriors are back so it Feels like there's this opportunity, like the books are gonna have to put this pretty heavy. And at that point, like I have to bet Grizzlies. Yeah. And I don't yep. like that's gonna be nerve-wracking in all mm. sorts of ways. But like I I've seen the matchup. I know that this Warriors team is way better than it was last year. Again, I bet Warriors preseason to win the title. Yeah, I bet Steph to win MVP RIP to those. Mm. Like, I knew how good the Warriors were gonna be. This Grizzlies team, even though this team is better than last year's team, this Grizzlies team went in to chase center and beat them in that play playing game. That was wild. And then they yeah. beat them in the regular season. Like does that mean that they're going to win the series? No. Does it put value on on the the price because I think it's going to be close enough? Yeah. Like I just think that the EV is going to be on Memphis yeah. to a point I I don't walk into this going like, yeah, like Memphis could win, but like the Warriors are going to mm-hmm. win the series. I, I genuinely would go into that series being like no, no, I think Memphis, I think Memphis can win the series. I think this is much closer than what the yeah. market's going to reflect. So I'm hoping, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's Wolves. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just betting, I'm betting Warriors minus two and a half on the wind spread. And we're going all the way with Warriors and Suns mm-hmm. matchups, like finals mm-hmm. matchup bets versus whoever I think is coming out of the East. Like just going that way and going mm-hmm. to town on those. That's, that is how I'm betting the Western conference.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a smart way to play it. Yeah. Cause I mean, look, I, look, if the Grizzlies even beat the Warriors, I don't even see them beating the Suns. So I just think, I mean, I, I think no. you're looking at a two, yeah. you're looking at a two team race for the West.
1: Yeah. Like again, if Grizzlies make it, I have to bet Grizzlies and I have to bet Suns. And I don't want to do either of those things because yeah. I really like the Warriors overall chances of, win- of, of winning the Western conference. What I do think is going to be fascinating is when we get to a finals matchup, because whether yeah. it's Suns or Warriors, and those are to me are the only two teams that can win the West. Like, Grizzlies can beat Warriors, but can't beat Suns. Uh, Warriors can beat Suns,
0: but I I think they'll struggle versus Memphis enough for it to be in doubt. One thing I want to say though, at what point is their value on the Mavericks? Because I do think if they can get past this series, and if Luca is healthy, I think that's a tough matchup for Phoenix. I think it's
1: tough. I got to get into it. A lot of it is I got to see what what Luca what looks yeah. like. Yeah. I got a friend that's that had that suffered a calf injury. And like he didn't think that Luca could come back in this series at all, because he was so painful that it was Raheem. By the way,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're saying he's coming back for 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 Game Three, but no, they said Game Three or Game Four, depending on how the workouts. Yeah, I, okay. like
1: I think he probably misses Game Three and comes back for Game Four.
0: Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. Um, but I mean, I, I think I mean Brandon always likes the long shots. He's not on this podcast, but this is something that if I'm taking a long shot why not? One
1: I may have, I may have stuffed away in a, in a, under some books here. I may have a Maverick Sixers ticket that I took back way back in like February, like at all-star, yeah. I grabbed Maverick Sixers, which payout on that is substantial. Uh, it would be a wild series of events if that was what it was.
0: You, but you can get the Mavericks at plus 2,400 to win the Western conference. Race. I can't,
1: I can't get there. I just, you know, Jalen Brunson had a really great game in game, yeah. too. I like the the Mavs in that game. Yeah, this is that's more about Utah to me. Yeah. Dallas up with Phoenix pretty well. And Dallas honestly beat the pants off of Golden State in the regular season. Now, I don't go a lot off of the outcomes of regular season. I go a lot off of how the matchups go. Yeah, it'll be. I, I, I'll put it this way if the Mavs come out of this series, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time. Like I'll have to spend a full day just trying to mm-hmm. figure out where I'm at on Dallas mm-hmm. because they're a very tough team. I think to figure out. In the I, I just
0: We can't, I, I, I don't understand how they're so good defensively.
1: I mean, they get DFS is really that that good. Like that's really yeah. kind of like, he's a good example of how perception did not catch up to him in time of how good he is. Like that's a legit DPOY candidate next year. Yeah. And you know, they battle underneath. I think the only problem is the Suns are going to switch and the Suns are not going to be, the Suns are going to dare you with, like they can perimeter contain. Yeah. That's kind of the difference is the the Suns can perimeter contain. And that's what the Jazz can't do. Yeah. That's the gap between them is they got Mikhail Bridges and Booker's honestly pretty good. And they got Chris Paul and they got Jay Crowder. So they can contain an ISO. And so they can keep Aiden out of the lane and still get stops. They don't have to have Aiden under mm-hmm. the rim. And if they really need to, they'll go small ball with either Crowder mm-hmm. or find somebody else to play five. Like they, they can go small enough, mm-hmm. but I will say this, like that's probably a series where I'm betting the series spread on the Mavs. Cause it's going to yeah. be like my son's minus two and a half and a minus number. So I'm yeah. probably going to take the plus two and a half at a plus number on, on Dallas and be like, I think they can get, you know, two games.
0: Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I, the, the Jazz just, I mean, Haralabob said it on Twitter the other day, but it's just like they just have a bunch of turnstiles, and then they have Gobert, and then well, – yeah, I mean, I was
1: just – look, I'm doing a breakdown <laughs> for, that, for that game on my own Action Network when this podcast was posted. Bob's is posted. as is a genius and sm, a smarter better than I, but I will say he's one of, the, of those that, that they're in the Rudy Gobert camp, and that's fine. You can be in that Rudy Gobert camp. I'm telling you the problems were equally. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in that game too. Yeah, but – that's we'll talk about that more on buckets which you can find Mm. on thursday afternoon wherever you get podcasts that is gonna wrap it up for the action network podcast thanks for joining us you can follow raheem palmer in the action network app for all of his picks follow us every day on buckets you can check out our work at nba bet nba.com slash nba bet we'll see you again next time on the action network podcast take care